Welcome into another edition of Bearcat Rewind. Things are starting to get rolling in Maryville on the Northwest campus as the cross country teams tore it up in Wichita last weekend in the Newman Invitational. They earned a berth in the D2 National Invitational here coming up in a couple of weeks. And it's game week for Bearcat football. Northwest will be on the road facing Washburn in a scrimmage Saturday at 3 o'clock. It will be the first of two looks at this team here late in the fall. And today on the podcast, we're talking Bearcat football. This is episode number 52. We're sitting down with the number 52 that roamed the field in green and white from 2007 through 2010. It is Willie Horn. Horn was a first-team All-MIAA linebacker in 2010 and won a national championship with the Bearcats in 2009. Now he's teaching and coaching at his alma mater, Blue Springs South High School. So a good chat today coming up with Willie Horn. A Bearcat Rewind is brought to you by the Northwest Foundation, providing support for the Northwest Alumni Association and the university's funding needs since 1971. More information is available on Facebook or online at nwmissouri.edu slash alumni. And also Clorinda Regional Health Center, offering support to Southwest Iowa and Northwest Missouri each day during times of uncertainty through a local team of providers and nurses. More information at clorindahealth.com. Today's podcast covers Willie Horn's jump from Blue Springs South to Maryville, a friendly rivalry with his brother Scorpio, and the success he found with Northwest Missouri State. Let's dive into this week's episode of Bearcat Rewind. Joined on the podcast today by Willie Horn, a former Northwest Missouri State linebacker and all first-team All-MIAA member in 2010 and also a national champion in 2009. Willie, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. As we look at it, the high school football season for Blue Springs South just wrapping up last Friday, which is where your your coach there, safeties and co-defensive coordinator. And of course, we haven't had any Bearcat football to this point to be able to go out and watch live. But for you guys, this has to feel like a win. The season ends last Friday and earlier than you would have liked. But man, to get 11 games in when we weren't even sure if we'd have any with COVID-19, that has to kind of feel like a win in itself to get a whole season in. Yeah, for sure. Um, going into the season, um, our coaching staff was just was just hoping to be able to get at least three or four games for our seniors and our juniors to be able to have some type of film um, to send out the teams. And like we told our kids every day that we were able to go to practice and uh, play games was a blessing in itself. Um, so even though, like you said, the season ended before we wanted it to, um, it was still a blessing to be able to get to those 11 games and um, to have high school football. You've seen your fair share of adversity on the football field as a coach, as a player from you know deficits you have to come back from and injuries and, and so on. How does this year stack up to anything else you've seen as a player or coach? Oh, man. I mean, this year it's, it sits by itself, you know, from thinking about, you know, how to do the tracking of the COVID and the quarantining and then, how to prepare the kids from not just your varsity kids, but your underclassmen as well, because it was inevitable that there was going to be someone that was in our top two that had to get quarantined or had the case of COVID. Um, So making sure that everyone was just as prepared at our younger level as our varsity was, um, was very different at the high school level because you just had to make sure when that person went down, you had somebody else, not just the second string, but the third and fourth string as well, that could step in and be ready to play on a Friday night. So many different things that in the past we never really had to worry about, but now all of a sudden COVID-19 kind of thrown us through a loop. But 
What's this like, too? You're, you're back at your alma mater of Blue Springs South High School. You're coaching football where you obviously had a great career that went on to come to Northwest Missouri State and, and uh, win a championship here. How did you make your way back to Blue Springs South? Um, it was, uh, I, I was lucky enough to come back to South um, right after I was finishing student teaching and working with uh, my head coach at the time, uh, Greg Oder, and then uh, my brother, Scorpio, we both went over to William Christman. Scorpio is now up at Missouri Western. Um, but I went over there, and that's when I became an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator in the four years that I was at William Christman. And just kind of through those four to five years that I was over there, um, I was still in contact with uh, coaches on the, the South staff, you know, just keeping in contact, um, keeping um, keeping up with what they were doing throughout their seasons. And uh, the head coach then, John Orla, was my linebacker coach when I was at South. And he had talked about an opening on their staff. And at that time, I was kind of in a look for a transition um, in the coaching aspect as well. Um, so it kind of just worked out. But all that, during that time, you know, I was just trying to, prepare myself to be a head coach obviously still in that preparation right now just trying to get as much experience as I can um, on both sides of the ball so that I can be in the best position here in the future to become a head coach somewhere. We touched on working with your brother Scorpio there at William Crispin for a few seasons that had to be a little bit different right I mean it's for quite a while there, I mean, you're up at Northwest Missouri State, and he's a Missouri Western graduate where he's back uh, coaching now, as you mentioned. But that had to be kind of different, kind of stepping out of it and stepping away from the rivalries to join forces at William Crispin. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely different. Um, but mine and his uh, relationship is is not not the normal of brothers. Um, you know, we we kind of butt heads, but. We uh, push each other to be our best selves. And I think the fact that we were together on that staff really helped propel our, our kids and the success that we had there. In the four years that we were there, we went from being one and nine to eight and two and seven and four and winning the first conference championship in 63 years and William Christian and winning the first playoff game in school history so it was a uh, it was fun because i mean you, just, you don't get the opportunity to work with family members very much in any career field yet alone the coaching field um so it was an opportunity that we could not pass up well you think about it too i mean that essentially the coaching trees that you guys come from with um, Mel Churchman, maybe the best, uh, one of the best NCAA football coaches of all time. Uh, Jerry Parker is the winningest football coach at Missouri Western ever and one of the best in the MIAA for his era while he was within the conference there. I mean, you guys pulled in from some really good coaches then to come together on that same staff. I mean, that's just kind of um, compounding a lot of just different knowledge from all over football, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was definitely um... – our, our history, our experiences of coming from both um, different backgrounds of coaching um, really helped set our culture, our tone for our team. You know, just having a variation of what we did up at Northwest that worked really well for us and what they did at Mo West 
um, that worked well for them. And then the things that he had experienced as being a high school coach more so than I had, um, that, that we just kind of pieced all together to put together with our team at Christmas, you know, and it, it just helped build or prepare the foundation for what we, what we became as a team. So he ended up down the road at Missouri Western. You came yeah. to Northwest Missouri State. How did how did that work out? Did he not have the influence? Were they not calling up Willie Horn and asking him to come be a Griffin? How did that work out? <laughs> um, I mean, we we uh, we actually were rivals before high before college. He was a Blue Springs graduate, and I'm a Blue Springs South graduate. Um, so we've we've kind of found a way to go to rival schools all the way throughout. Um, but when I was when I was making the decision, you know, um, it wasn't a lot of interest really in from from OS. I think they just figured that, you know, with Scorpio being my brother that they kinda had me sealed up, you know, that I wouldn't go anywhere else because I, I had been coming up to games and, you know, I'd been around it for a couple years. Uh, but it just they they didn't really pursue me much, but I mean obviously Northwest it was a no brainer for me um, making that choice and I mean I obviously I had a great career up there and love what how it turned out. Well, we've been running through some old Bearcat broadcasts over the last few weeks since we haven't had live football games on Saturdays and. Um, and we've hit on a few of your games throughout your career as well, and it's just amazing. You look at that success in, in your four years of playing 07-10, a 51-7 and record for Northwest. Of course, a national championship in, uh, thrown in there too, only three conference losses in those four years. You knew Northwest was a powerhouse when you came here, but could you have imagined that much success when you put on the green and white? Um, I, don't think, I don't think anybody uh, really knew we would have that type of run. Um, I think we all knew that we were capable of it. Obviously, having the coaching staff that that was there at the time, um, the mindset that we had was always um, do your part, do your job, being bought into the process. And every day, um, we we had the guys in on the team, you know, that coaches brought in from different areas that all fit into that type of mindset. They had that work ethic. They had that mentality. And it kind of just made it easy for us as players because we vibed with one another, we vibed with the coaching staff, and we all knew that we had to have a go-to-work mentality every single day. And when you talk about our our adversity that we dealt with throughout the seasons, throughout the games, you know, with coming back from behind, you know, it was never a situation that we thought we were ever out of it, you know, just because – that was our mentality. You go to work, some things are going to mess up, but you figure it out, you fight together, and you find a way to pull it out. You know, So I think we knew that we could do it, but definitely did not know that it would be that, that type of uh, four-year career for myself. And Bearcat defenses have been very good for, for many years, going back to whenever Coach T and, and Coach Postwick really got together back in the mid-'90s. Um, but since your senior year, since 2010, Northwest has turned out 13 first-team All-MIAA linebackers, guys that fly all over, all over the field, um, tackling machines. What's the secret that uh, Northwest, th- those guys playing that second level defensively, have been so good for the Bearcats? 
Um, I, I would, I would say the uh, attention to detail. Um, that the guys that have come after me have been tremendous, way better athletes than I was, faster, stronger, bigger. Um, but I think from my experience, when I get to go back and get to watch and you know talk with the coaching staff, um, the the knowledge that is in not just the linebacking core, but the defense in general, the attention to detail that they have, um, just knowing what to expect, what's going, what's coming at them um, from the other off- from the offense, um, and just having those instincts to just get out there and let their athleticism take over, you know, and obviously having players of that caliber help, but it starts in the film room. It starts with the coaching staff and the preparation that they get the guys ready for every Saturday. With Coach Wright leading the program now and, and some of your former teammates on the staff, are you still pretty connected with Bearcat football? Yeah, I am. I, I speak with Coach Clayton, and uh, I, I speak with him very often. And Roberto Davis, who just now is up at Wayne State, I speak with them. I mean, those two are really close with me. Um, so I always have a, a line back into Bearcat football for sure. Do you have any good Scott Bostwick stories? I mean, being on the defensive side of the football, you worked with them closely. you have any good uh, good Coach Bostwick stories you threw out there ever? Uh, I, I, I do have one. Uh, it, I forgot. what It was uh, Pitt State. Um, we're playing at our place. Um, no, no, no. It was wasn't Pitt State. It was the semifinal game of Duluth. And we're out there, and it's frigid cold, and uh, we're calling, I forgot what scheme it was or stunts that we were calling, but the team kept getting getting us on the weak side. And I come off to the sideline, and I'm like, Scott, we can't, we can't keep calling that. There, there's an extra gap somewhere. I don't know why. And he just looks at me. Horn, you worry about playing, and you let me worry about coaching. <laughs> and then he benched me for about two series. <laughs> Did he call and it ever again, though? And, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how many more times he called it, but you know, um, I definitely don't want to speak ill of him. But he, he was he was uh, very adamant about you do your job, and I'll do mine. It'll take care of itself, you know, and um, definitely something that I carry with me in every aspect of coaching that I deal with my players. Um, just a, you're one of 11. And, I mean, if you talk to anybody that has been a part of the Bearcat family over the last 15, 20 years, that'll be an ongoing one of 11, do your job. And, uh, I mean, it's something that'll be ingrained in my head forever. You've had so many great football players around you throughout your career from from high school into college and, and great coaches. But it kind of seemed like football had to be in your blood from the very start. We talked about Scorpio and what he's done and now coaching at Missouri Western. Oldest brother Joe Horn playing 12 years in the NFL. Did you have an option to not be a part of football? It kind of seems like that's that's in your blood from the start. Um, I wouldn't say that I didn't have an option. Um, it was just one of those things that we 
we just kind of gravitated to to sports more so than anything. Um, I mean, my family, I come from a big, big family. I have six older siblings, and all my siblings in some form played a sport, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. Um, but for me, that was the one that I gravitated to more. And having a Scorpio, who's my closest sibling, you know, constantly following him around and always doing what he was doing. That's what he loved to do, so I had to do it. And I had to, my mom made me tag along with him everywhere that he went, so I was always playing sports with the older kids. Um, so it just it just became a love of mine. And then obviously always seeing, seeing my older brother and, and having that knowledge to, to learn from and, and grow with, um, it was just kind of a no-brainer for me because I did love the sport so much. Um, but I had, I had choices, but I kind of just knew I was always going to be a football player or coach or give back in some capacity to the game. Thanksgiving, just in a couple of weeks, the Horn family sits around the table. Who has the best bragging rights? Is it Joe saying, you know, I'm a pro bowler in the NFL? Is it the 2009 championship ring? What is it? It is definitely me because uh, none of them have a championship. I mean, Scorpio's got a couple of bowl games, but I mean, I don't really count those. Those don't. <laughs> those don't really count when you uh, can go and just be seven and four and play for a bowl bowl ring. You know, he's probably not going to like me very much if he does this <laughs> podcast, but he'll be all right. We talk trash enough, so he knows I got the bragging rights. That's good. Well, we'll have to wait a little bit longer this year to see Missouri Western and Northwest on the football field, but it'll come back eventually. So For sure, for sure. All right, I'll, I'll leave you with one more. You look back at your time, whether it's Northwest, Blue Spring South, whatever, uh, the greatest football game you ever played in, what is it? Oh, the greatest football game. I would have to say uh, UCM 2019 Todd Adolph kicks the field goal, seconds counting down. I think our offense completed a uh, hook and ladder or something that we had watched on the trip to to the stadium from uh, that Boise State had done the week before and got us in position to uh, kick the field goal and win the game and go on to win the national championship in 2019. So you're saying that that play wasn't practice every week before like a trick play if we needed like that was drawn up on the spot i'm not i'm, I'm not exactly sure if our offense practice it because obviously when we're in practice defense is on the other end and all we the only time that i ever really got to see what our offense was doing was during our walkthroughs when everybody was just standing around and we could see what the offense was running but I do remember that play being drawn up and some offensive players saying that that's where we got the play from. Wow. Now, if it was on the spot, on, at halftime or whatever, I cannot say neither here nor there. I don't want to lie. But <laughs> I do remember some offensive guys saying that we got that from the Boise game. Either so, way, that just adds to the legend of that football <laughs> game, too. It was it was a it was a great game. I mean, Todd Adolph forever will be known for that, you know. And I mean, it was an epic. That year was 
was different. I remember everybody calling us the Cardiac Cats and everything. All the all the fun games that we got to have coming back uh, late in games, but that one definitely sticks out more than others. We appreciate Willie taking time out of his day to chat with us here on the podcast, and we're getting set for that first Northwest football scrimmage this Saturday at 3 o'clock against Washburn. That will be in Topeka. We'll have the broadcast of it right here on KXCV, KRNW, starting at 2 o'clock with pregame, so don't miss that. Also, if you missed any of our previous podcasts over the last few weeks, our guests have included cross-country coach Nick Gibson, head football coach Rich Wright, former running back Xavier Oman, and many more, so be sure to check those out. Thanks to Alex Kurt, a professor here at Northwest, for producing our intro and outro music, and thank you for listening to Bearcat Rewind. Please subscribe, rate, review, and tell your friends about the podcast. I'm Matt Tritton. We will talk to you again next time.